I'm going to just, um, can we do something, just be with me as we explore something a little bit different this morning. Um, a couple of, uh, can we just pass this along the line, pass it along there please? Just keep passing it through, keep passing it through. Yep, right down, right down, right down. Okay, keep it going. All right, that's cool. And pass that down, pass that down there please, Ron. A couple of weeks ago, just before Easter, I went to a, a funeral with my daughter. It was her first of her peers that had passed away, and it was a, an interesting time for Janelle because um, she hadn't experienced that sort of thing before. And, and as we talked afterwards, we, we talked about life and about death, of course, because at a funeral you're confronted with those issues. And, and can we just slip it over the front there and back that way? Oh, sorry, but thankfully not wearing a hat. That's good. And... Um, and we talked about life and death and that sort of thing and, and the importance of, of... Can we just pass that through there? That's great. The importance of, of us really considering where life is going and, and the issues that we face. Then, of course, we had... You know that... You, and if we just move it over the front... Actually, a couple, of, a couple of rows over. That'll be good. That'll be really good. Just maybe another row and maybe right down the front here. Yeah, just hold it, keep holding on. Don't let it go. This is very important that you don't let this go. You know, King Solomon said that it's actually better for a man to go to a, a funeral than it is to go to a party. And uh, I know that um, you don't expect your 16-year-old teenager to, to come to you and say, you know, the party I wanted to go to on a sun, um, Saturday night, I don't want to go now, I want to go to a funeral next week. That's not going to happen. But the reason Solomon said that is it's better for, uh, in terms of reflecting about life and death, it's actually better to actually go to a place where you are confronted with that. And, and then that's... Sorry, Dad. There we go. There we go. Hold on to this. Just make sure you don't let it go. I'm just going to have a tangle here. That'll be all right. Okay. Give me the end. I need the end. Then, of course, Aaron mentioned that last... Or two weeks ago, we, had, we celebrated Easter here. And I'm not a... Um, I'm one who doesn't just like to celebrate Easter during the, the weekend that we celebrate it as a, as a tradition. I, I believe that we celebrate Easter every day of the year, don't we? Of a risen, of a risen saviour, of an empty tomb, of resurrection and life. And, and we know that, that, um, that we live because Jesus died for us. We know that, the, that Easter, that the celebration of his death and his resurrection is central to our faith. And we know that in doing so, he broke the power of death. Not just the power of his, not just his death, but the death that, ha- hold, that has a hold on, on all of humanity. He broke the power of death. And today we've witnessed a baptism that has been, been marvellous. And in doing so, the uh, Jahan and, and Luke identify with Christ and his, and his death and his resurrection. And, and the... Um, Jesus said some interesting things, and, and I actually find some of the statements that Jesus said really hard to get my head around, because here is a couple of guys who've, who've basically given their life, because Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you've got to pick up your cross. Now, that, that in those days was real difficult, because it would be like an 18th century France saying, pick up your guillotine and follow me. 
or 17th century England saying, pick up your gallows and follow me. It was, it was a call to die, a call to relinquish your life. But it's also an invitation to live. And so here we have two men this morning who have chosen to, to actually commit and submit their lives. They were saying, I'm willing to die to myself. And Jesus made this astounding comment. He said, if you want to hold on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give your life up for me and for the sake of the gospel, you'll find it. What he's really saying is that you're going to lose your life anyway. Whatever way, this, it's, it's not yours, you know, you're going to lose it. And so you, either, you lose it by holding on to it, by tra- trying to grab it and always contain it to yourself. Or you let me have it and allow me to work it through and to, to actually make you the person that I want you to be and you've designed you to be. This rope here symbolizes your life, okay? This rope symbolizes eternity. And our life goes on far beyond this rope, far beyond the end of the rope, all possible because of the resurrection, all possible because of an empty grave. Now, providing I can find the end of the green tape, this green tape here signifies your life as you know it now. This is us. 20 years, 40, 60, 80, maybe 100, if you're lucky. That's your life. But it doesn't finish there. It goes on, far beyond the end of the tape. And not only that, even though this here symbolizes our life now, if we were to take a rope from this point here, our life, actually, God's participation and God's, God's engagement with us and his, his love for us goes far beyond that way as well. Joel, could you put up that first slide from, I think it's, uh, here we go. How about the, yeah. That is the one on the resurrection. Joel, the next one. Sorry, the next one after that, sorry. Ephesians, yeah. Long before, this is the, this is the kind of the start of Ephesians, you know, as we've been going through lately, but the very start of Ephesians, chapter 1 and verse 4, long before he laid the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love. So long before this portion of the green tape, which is our life, long before that, he had settled on us as the focus of his love. Isn't that awesome? Can you get your head around that? And then at the end of Ephesians, it says this, may God's grace be eternally upon you. Talks about the rest of it. So the whole book of Ephesians is kind of bookended with this, what happens before in God's involvement, God's participation and his love for us, his focus on us, and then eternally looking after and caring for us. Just listen to a few of the verses inside Ephesians that, that kind of, Um, picture this a little bit more. 1 verse 4 says this, long before these foundations, we've read that, he was focused on us as a, well, had us in mind, had settled us as a focus of his love. 1 verse 11, he chose us in advance. 1 verse 21, not just in this world, but in the world to come forever. 2 verse 6, 
seated us in heavenly realms so that God can point to us in all future ages. 2 verse 10. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. 3 verse 9. Mysterious plan that God the creator of all things had kept secret from the beginning. 3 verse 11. This was his eternal plan. And then, of course, 6 verse 24, may God's grace be eternally upon you. And the entire Bible paints a a, a picture of God's engagement with us from beginning, right before the beginning of the green tape, right to the end of eternity. But everything we do now seems to be focused on the green tape. Isn't that right? Everything we do is focused on the green tape. We do a lot of things that we have, it's, it's valid, it's responsible, you know, we, we've got to choose where we, we've got to choose what sort of education we have, what we're going to do for a job. Are we going to live with someone? Are we going to get married? And if we do, who that is? And then are we going to have children? And that kind of all happens in here. And if we're going to have children, what are their names? Do they get educated as well? Whereabouts? And then towards the end of the green tape, we start looking at other things like, am I going to have enough money to to, to retire? And when is that going to be? Or am I going to go into a retirement home? Or are my children going to look after me? Or if you die first, who's going to look after me? (laughs) You know, so it's all focused on the green tape. It's all focused on here. Not a lot of thought to what happens out here. And then later on, we, 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 we kind of um, start thinking about, if we're really pushed, we'll start thinking about the very end of the green tape. Remember last year we did a series uh, called One Month to Live, where we looked at the characteristics that are required in our life for, in order for us to live a life with no regrets. And we start thinking about, okay, what are, what are people going to say about me at my funeral? You know, will people come to my funeral? Or will they only come to eat the club sandwiches at the afternoon tea later on? You know? So we start so it's all about the green tape. It's all about the green tape. Very little thought to what happens afterwards. Isn't that right? And if we think about it, that's what our culture is obsessed with the green tape. It knows very little, it has no understanding of Firstly, of what happens before here. But secondly, what, I mean, there, there is some interest in life after death and the end of the world. And, you know, people, there's cryogenics where people want to, you know, put their body into, into a, a, free, a freezer and, and or parts of their body and have it come back to life when science kind of improves a bit more. And, and of course, in terms of this end, people are, there are scientists trying to discover when the world began. But there's no, under, no real understanding of God's participation, of God's involvement, and what happens after here as well. It's all about the green tape. We, we, and, pe- and people are obsessed, and somehow, I think like osmosis, we get trapped in that as well. We get influenced too. With the obsession with the green tape, it's all about this. And some things are necessary. We've got to have a car to live in. We've got to have a, a car. We've got to have a house to live in. So not if your car's big enough, you can live in. It reminds me of that motorhome that we're going to get, dear. That's really good. <laughs> You've got to have somewhere to live. You've got to have something to drive. And, you know, there are choices that we have to make. Are we going to have, a, going to have an iPhone or is it going to be a Samsung, you know? Um, 
and so some of these things, and this is what we get obsessed, and we sell our life out. We sell our life out for the green tape. No real thought of what happens afterwards. Jesus made some, well, he made some statements about this as well as this. You remember the story that Jesus told about the, the rich farmer who, who had a very good crop and in spite of the tradition at the time when if you had a really good crop, you shared it around. He didn't do that. He just built bigger barns and he, he, he just put his stuff in his barns and said, well, now I can relax and just enjoy my life because I'm a, everything's taken care of. And then God comes and says, tonight your life is required of you. So his, his obsession with the green tape meant nothing when it came to this. Can we look at that uh, next slide on Philippians, I think it is. Can we read that together? I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward what is ahead. I press on to what lies ahead. I press on to the end of the race and receive the heavenly reward for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So what about life after the green tape? What about life after the funeral? What about life after all our friends have been and eaten the club sandwiches? By the way, I don't care how much you eat at my funeral, it doesn't worry me at all. As long as you bring your own. <laughs> but we need to press on. Because rather than being obsessed with this, we need to have an eye for what happens out here. We need to have an eye that happens out there. Press on to the goal. The goal was not this. The goal was that. You know, the, I remember saying many years ago that when he was so heavenly minded that he was of no earthly use. You hear that saying? Well, I, I actually don't believe that because I reckon that if you are heavenly minded in such a way as having an understanding of this and how it relates to that, you will be of incredibly significant earthly use. And it's only as we understand our part in here, as it relates to that, that God can begin to use us as he wants to use us in this area here. The thing about this, and the, what my challenge this morning, is, as I've thought about going to a funeral for my daughter, as I've thought about Easter, and the impact that the resurrection of Jesus has on this, and the fact that my life now goes forever, forever, and forever is a, well, the Greek, the Greek meaning of forever is forever. You know. So it's, it's a long time. But, you know, the Hebrew, the Hebrew meaning for eternity means that it is a, is a term for distance as well as time, and it means anything beyond the horizon, anything that you cannot see, anything you cannot perceive. It's eternity. And my life and your life goes far beyond the end of the rope. But it's what the significance of what happens back here isn't here. Why do I want to sell my stuff out, sell my life out for stuff? See, we buy, we, we're, we're obsessed about things that, that are obsolete or they deteriorate by the time we get to here. And then we've got to make sure that we buy more things so that we've got enough stuff to last us to the end of the green tape. Isn't that right? 
And we even carry grudges. We, 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 carry, um, we carry bitterness and, and stuff and we harbor resentment right the way through here. And sometimes some of us even die with it. And that in itself not only affects them, we've all seen people who have been extremely bitter at the end of their life. And that not only affects that, but it also affects that as well. Uh, Linda last week spoke on um, overcoming problems and troubles in our life. And sometimes we, and many of us are caught with stuff here that is so difficult, but we've got to realise that many of the issues that we face here that really do get us down at times are sometimes the way that we need to be refined so that God is going to also use us in this area here. I don't believe that this here is about sitting on a cloud playing a harp. There'll be worship, but it won't be, there won't be harps, I don't think. It won't be me playing a harp anyway. No one's going to get me playing a harp and you don't want to listen. But if you want to get an idea of what this was like, I think if you read, I mean, none of us know, do we? And, you know, if you're a Christian, this, as a Christian, we know, that this, we know that we know this is here. We know that we do. Some of us have got loved ones there. There is something inside that tells us that this is for real. If you're not a Christian this morning, I want to suggest that there is probably a murmuring a tug inside that says that life as we know it is so significant that human life is valuable and is extraordinary and incomparable enough so that it has to last beyond that. King Solomon says that eternity is written in the heart of man. In other words, we we have the sense that there's something deep down inside that tells us that life goes beyond the green tape. And Linda's message last week talked about our troubles in life and sometimes we realise that we've got to deal with stuff now and even if, even if it's not taken away from us, God uses that in the age to come. Genesis 1, I mean Bruce, is, Bruce probably will talk about this in the next few months but as he, we work through some of the Ephesians material but I, you know, if you want to get a good... I mean there'll be... Read the end part of Genesis 1 gives you a good idea of what, what life may be like here. There'll be work without toil. There won't be any tears. There'll be no pain. There will be rain. will be raining, but there will be no control or tyranny. God wants to restore something he had many thousands of years ago, and he wants us to be part of it. My challenge this morning is that we don't become so obsessed with this that we lose sight of that. My second challenge this morning is that we have the ability to influence others for their portion of this as well. And just we could unwrap this bit of tape here and put another piece of rope in here because everybody that we mix with, everybody we meet, everybody who we are in a relationship with has a green tape as well. It may not be as long as ours, it may be longer than ours, but we have an opportunity to not only influence their green tape, but influence the rest of their rope as well. Just trying to think of a, a saying that was about a tombstone. It says, "Not what, it's not what is, you will not be remembered by the engraving of stone monuments, but you'll be remembered by, by what you weave into the lives of others. We have to remember that we have an incredible opportunity, responsibility 
to take not just our green tape, but the green tapes of the others that God has put in relationship with and help form the rest of their line as well. Isn't that right? And finally, if this morning you're not a Christian, you've never come to the point of giving your life to Christ and you have baptism, maybe you've come along for the baptism to look at that and and that's you recognize now that there is something that you need to do. It's only when you understand the Spirit of God working in your life that gives you the assurance that life goes beyond the green tape. There's a verse in the Bible that says when someone becomes a Christian, they become brand new inside. They are not the same anymore. A new life has begun. And what that, the, the, the passage there when it says they are not the same anymore, a new life has begun, they become a new person, it really means in, in the literal that a new creation is made. In other words, it's the creation of a new, that's almost like a new species. And so when someone becomes a Christian, they become brand new. And so it's looking at life and saying, God, it's more than just the green tape. It's what you've got beyond that as well. I mean, saying something like this, mean, God, I don't understand everything about you. I don't understand everything about the life that I have, the green tape that I have now. But I do know that I've made some mistakes. I know that I've wronged you. I know that I haven't lived it the way that I should have lived it. And I know that I need to make some changes in my life. And the changes that need to be made can only be made by your spirit working within me. And saying, God, I need you to work in my life. And I give my life to you to start that process so that you can make me the new person that you want me to be. So if that's you this morning, I'd encourage you to to pray a prayer like that and just say, God, change me. Make me new. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for what we've experienced and what we've seen with Jahan and with Luke and just a real understanding of the change that you bring to people's lives. And Lord, we just want to take hold of, of the of the enormity, and even though we can't understand and comprehend it, but Lord, we have this short life that you've given us, but Lord, we need to make a difference here. We need to work on this green tape, and we need to to press on to what you've got for us in the time ahead and the age ahead, and make decisions now and and, and turn our life into such now that we are different and changed so that you can use us for glory, use us for your kingdom, not just here, but in the age to come as well. We thank you for all you've given to us. We thank you that you have poured your spirit out upon us. And we pray that those of us here who need to understand you more and need to find out about you would do so this morning in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we thank you for today again. Thank you for the way your spirit has been upon us. Lord, look after us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.